Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard about the coronation ceremony for Guru Hargobind, the, the Star Bandi, how he refused to wear the Seli Topi, the Mala, and sit on the Manji, the three symbols adopted by the previous Gurus, all articles and symbols of saintliness, the Seli Topi being a hat, usually adorned by Sufis or Indic Sadhus, holy men, to denote spirituality, peacefulness. Same with the rosary, the mala, denoting devotion, and sitting on the manji, or seat, or bed, denoting a spiritual authority. We heard how Guru Hargobind did away with the, uh, the topi, instead of that he adorned a, a turban, bag is the word used in the text, and instead of holding a rosary, he would hold weapons. At the end of the last chapter, we heard how the Masans heard these claims, by Guru Hargobind and they were worried a little, they were in shock, they didn't know why he was saying these things out loud uh, in front of all the congregation that he was going to kill Chandu. They thought that this was a little reckless, so they went and uh, complained to his mother, Mata Ganga. They said that, uh, you know, he shouldn't be saying this and that she should have a word with him. And that's how chapter 42 concludes, sorry, the previous chapter concludes. And now in chapter 42, it begins that by describing how Guru Hargobind went to see uh, his mother inside her residence. Guru Hargobind enters the residence and bows down to the feet of his mother, Mata Gangaji, and then sat close beside her. Mata Ganga, with great love, then caressed her son's face. She had so much love for her son, Guru Hargobind. She then said to them, O oh son, you are now the support of all the Sikh congregation. They are looking at you for guidance and direction. But you have not adopted the Seli Topi, the hat, and the mala, the rosary, like our elders? Chandu is a great sinner. He's vile, he's vicious, he hates us very much, the whole community. And in front of everyone, you have said that you would kill him? Now everybody knows this. Look around. Look at the power of the Turks, the Mughals. It's quite large, their kingdom, and their divan, their minister Chandu, has, also has a lot of power. It'll be extremely difficult to be able to capture him and kill him, and yet you've very quickly said this vow that you want to do that in front of everyone. You said that you want to adorn weapons and avenge your father's death, but we don't have even one soldier in our house. How will we fight a battle? Think about this. Listening to this, Guru Hargobind then replied to his mother saying, I will kill that vile, vile Chandu. I won't waver from my vow. What kind of person is that who won't avenge their father's death? Why would that person even be born into this world? What a coward that person would be. I will adorn weapons and raise large army. We will fight against the enemy and kill them. The exalted Guru Nanak will be our protector while we kill the Turks entire army in battle. Remember what my father commanded me? The five six that they had sent from Lahore, they delivered a message to me that we should avenge their death and not let the enemy go for this. So this is not the time for a Seli Topi, the hat, or a rosary, mala. At this time, I'm going to wage great war. Oh mother, don't worry about me. Akal Puruk, the deathless divine, will be my support. These masans of little heart they hear the words about war and they get freaked out. I'll grind the biggest mountains in the world into dust 
and create the biggest mountains in the world from the smallest specks of dirt. Here Guru Hargobind is alluding to the vast Mughal Empire and the ministers of the empire as big mountains. He's going to grind them down into nothing. And the specks of dust here, meaning the very humble people, the poor people, he's going to establish them as unshakable kings and ru rulers. So Guru Hargobind then continues to say, These evil people do not recognize the glory of the saints. I'm going to prepare an army to destroy them all. Until that time that I've killed Chandu, I will not have any peace in my heart. When Mata Ganga heard these powerful words from her son, she felt comforted and reassured. She understood that she had nothing to teach him, that Guru Hargobind was all-knowing. He understood the past and the future. Guru Hargobind then had his dinner and then went to bed. He woke up the next day early in the morning before sunrise, bathing in really clean, pristine water before going to meet Baba Buddhaji, who then instructed him to go to Amritsar Sahib. So Guru Hargobind then went there, bowed down, did four parkaramas of Darbar Sahib. So he walked around it four times. Then he went to the entrance, the Darshan Diori, and he sat there. He looked over to his right, where the Kal Takat is now, and he pointed there to that area. To, and he said to a servant that uh, they should make a beautiful spot there a throne. He got him. So he said that and he himself walked over to that spot and with his own hands, he powerfully laid the first brick, the first foundation of the Akatakat. He said to them that make sure the structure is on higher ground. He then told the scribes to write out proclamations, hukumnamas to the congregations across the subcontinent so that the community leaders of that area could then read it out to the congregations. In the Hukamnama, it should state that the Sikhs should come to Amritsar, bringing with them weapons and horses if they want the blessings from the Guru. They shouldn't delay at all in this cause. So the scribes then began writing out the Hukamnamas, which said, Guru Arjun has now passed and gone to the afterlife, and the sixth Guru is a great warrior. He is seated on a Thakat, Come quickly to have their darshan, their sight, and bring with you weapons and horses. Whoever brings these items will receive great blessings from the Guru's house. Do not delay. So the Hukam Namas, they went across the subcontinent really far out west, out to Kabul, Afghanistan, and they went all the way south of India. They went all the way east and even north up into Kashmir. Six then came in droves, bringing with them uh, very agile, expensive horses, all sorts of weaponry and supplies for warfare. All these items were organized and prepared uh, for the use of the warriors. At the same time, Guru Hargobind was gearing up. He dressed in a very beautiful yellow saffron colored jama, a Persian type of dress, wearing jewelry and weapons. He adorned a kalgi, a plume on his distad, on his turban, along with a jiga, another form of jewelry which goes around the turban, it has a bushel, of pearls attached to it. On his ears he was wearing very glistening, very shiny earrings. Around his neck he had a beautiful pearl necklace which also had gems and, and jewels in it as well. Around his biceps he even had jewelry and he was wearing gold bracelets which were embedded with diamonds. Guru Hargobind had all this beautiful jewelry made along with new amazing weapons as well. So he had all the supplies for the horses made as well. He told the craftsmen of Amritsar to make very new and very fine saddles and stirrups 
for the horses, that they should be embroidered, uh, that they should be uh, threaded with gold thread, they should have gems and diamonds in it, the ropes should be silk as well. Guru Hargobind then in consultation with Baba Buddhaji called an astrologer to set a time for when best to sit on the Kaltaka thr throne. The astrologer told them that the best day would be July 15th. So this is about a month and a half after Guru Hargobind Shahidi. And so we can probably infer it probably took this long for the initial construction of the Akalatakat. So Guru Hargobind was happy with this date and he gave the astrologer a lot of uh, money donated to him. So, so much money that uh, the astrologer never had to beg in front of anybody else ever again. And at this time, everyone now was just waiting for Guru Hargobind to sit on the throne. People were strolling into Amritsar, bringing with them offerings for the Guru. Some craftsmen of Amritsar were making supplies Guru Hargobind wanted. They would come and bring and show them to the Guru. Guru Hargobind then would inspect the weapons, the supplies with great enthusiasm. So the six of Amritsar were really happy, just waiting for the Thakat to be constructed so that Guru Hargobind could sit on the throne. But at the same time, the community leaders, the Masans, they were worried. They were thinking about what the young Guru Hargobind will actually do with all these weapons and with these promises to wage war. So that's where chapter 42 concludes. And in the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Hargobind sits on the throne, the Akal Thakat, and how he's officially anointed Guru by Baba Buddhaji in front of all the Sikh congregation. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But we'd like to thank those who, who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalajan Patreon page. <laughs> Oh,